Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to talk about sustainable businesses and the commitments needed for sustainable success. Thanks, Miles. So we're going to talk about sustainability. I didn't know you were a card-carrying Greenpeace kind of guy. Uh, Perhaps we should start by explaining exactly what sustainability is to a business. This term, like green, has been hijacked by some to give a very conflicting meaning. Green got hijacked? Really, Miles, hijacked. When I came of age, Miss (laughs) Kistler-Miller... Green meant the color of money. If someone was rolling in the green, they were flush with cash, not touting the benefits of low flush toilets. Okay, I see what you did there. So what do you mean when we say sustainable business? According to the 1987 World Commission on the Environment and Development Report, sustainability is defined as meeting the needs of the present without jeopardizing the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. I get it. For example, in a family business, not encumbering the enterprise with debt or other liabilities that will cause problems for the next generation. Exactly. Many of our shops are closely held family businesses, maybe on the third or fourth generation of management. One that I recall, W.H. Bagshaw, is still making needles for Victrola's, which was one of their initial 19th century product mainstays. That is so cool. So now sustainability needs to first focus on meeting the present needs of the manufacturer. What are the present needs for a small precision manufacturer? I would say that the number one requirement for a small manufacturing business is viable, creditworthy, trustworthy customers. In other words, demand. I am a bit of a Peter Drucker fan, and Peter Drucker makes it clear that demand is the basis for all of our businesses. Well, this last shutdown made that very clear. I mean, there was no demand for finished products, and there is no need for the components our shops and performers make. I agree, but our demand has come back. Remember the 2009 Great Recession? There was no demand for autos, but all our shops still had capacity to supply parts for up to 16 million vehicles a year. We sold less than 10. With no demand, our supply really doesn't matter. So we need demand if we're going to be viable as manufacturing shops. Well, that point was easy. We need the demand that viable, creditworthy customers bring to our businesses. Exactly right. So the actions that we need to take as business people is to cultivate, nurture, and serve our customers. Doesn't that also mean weeding out the ones that are a drag on your shop's performance? You know, the ones that are always demanding the lowest price, but then demanding you break into schedule because they didn't forecast well, and now your setup costs and on-time promises to your other customers suffer. I couldn't have said it better myself. Editing our customer list is also important if we're going to maintain our shop's sustainability. The customer that you described 
is the kind that you need to ensure you are capturing the additional costs that they're inflicting on you, whether it's for additional setups, additional downtime, premium labor that you have to pay to get the parts out on time, premium freight to get it because their forecast was late, or whether they're drawing out over your payment terms. Maybe they're just taking too much advantage of your engineering. It's a cost suck. Mm, I bet I know what your next focus is going to be. If there is going to be a bet, it will involve chocolate chip cookies if you are wrong. <laughs> You're on. Skilled, talented employees, what you almost, almost always call performers. I was really hoping for cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Even automatic machines need to be set up, operated, adjusted, and maintained. Our performers are the value creators. As our most experienced performers continue to reach retirement age, we really need to have a process to maintain the knowledge of our processes that they have, as well as to develop the abilities to improve our processes in our current and upcoming pool of talent. I know you're serious about this. The survey that PMPA just completed showed that 96% of our responding shops had not reduced wages. 90% used PPP loans to retain their crews. 80% had no employees out on furlough. So PMPA shops are practicing this in the days of COVID-19. This big smile, Carly, is for when you bring data to our conversation. <laughs> Our shops understand that their value add is from their valued performers. Plenty of evidence, which you just cited, makes that case. So, last issue on sustaining our shops has to be resources. And this could be a bumpy ride. Well, if you are thinking about natural resources and no more birdies due to the hole in the ozone layer and other eco-apocalyptica, yes, this will be disappointing. But I will go back to that environmental report to use their definition or criteria of sustainability from a resources point of view. They said a community, and in our case, we're gonna substitute a shop or our industry, is unsustainable if it consumes resources faster than they can be renewed, produces more waste than natural systems can process, or relies upon distant sources for its basic needs. Whoa, you just said, or relies upon distant sources for its basic needs. That describes buying stuff from overseas, like products from China. That says that our customers who are offshoring aren't sustainable. Great observation. You jumped the shark on me, but hey, that is a really important point. How sustainable is dependence on products freighted halfway across the world? Our industry has been recycling our unused materials throughout our existence. Chips from our metalworking processes are all recycled. They're never landfilled. One of the leading steel bar suppliers in North America is Nucor Steel, and several PMPA cold finisher members are part of Nucor. Other companies buy hot roll steel from Nucor as well. Guess what? Nucor is the largest recycler in North America. The largest recycler in North America. 96% of their bar products 
are recycled content. Their engineered bar products, 86% recycled content. You can look this up online. There's a recycled content letter for calendar year 2018. We'll put it in the show notes. Wow. Who knew? That's why we have podcasts. <laughs> Tool inserts, tungsten carbide. They're also recycled, as well as the steel bands and wires that wrap our bar bundles. Our industry has been a leader in recycling process waste, and as more and more shops develop lean manufacturing cultures, they reduce the demand in their shops for resources that we're finding out aren't really necessary. Buying supplies locally also ties into that definition as it reduces the reliance on distant sources for our basic needs. Can you give me an example of that? Sure. How about the cardboard cartons that our components are shipped in? Why should I buy cardboard cartons from, you know, California or someplace? I've got a local supplier in, in, the, in the county. Got it. So let's wrap this up. There are three keys to sustaining our businesses, cultivating, nurturing, and serving our customers. It is their demand that is the basis for our business. Yes. Developing and maintaining the skills and knowledge of our talented performers is just as important. Our performers use our processes to create the value that our essential customers demand and pay us for. And finally, efficient use of resources, not just from an environmental standpoint, but also one of focusing on minimizing global impact through local sourcing, as well as being cost-effective and continuously improving our processes through lean methods to be more sustainable, and maintaining sufficient resources, cash and credit, to be able to keep up with the enterprise operating. Yes. These are the three main drivers of sustainability in our shops, but if there was only one thing... I knew you would just distill it down to one thing. If we can sustain an attitude of commitment to continuous improvement, I am confident that we can sustain our businesses. No matter what, these days of unknown and unknowable challenges from COVID present to us. Concluding on commitment, continuous improvement has a nice alliterative feel. Plenty of C's in that statement for <laughs> sure. And that wraps up today's discussion about sustaining your businesses and the commitments needed for sustainable success. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. Yes, thank you for joining us. Please rate and review the podcast. And if you want to make your life a little easier, you can subscribe to our podcast so you never have to miss one. Speaking of making your life easier, if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, please check out pmpa.org to see all that we offer our members. And why is PMPA membership important, Carly? Because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.